three, two, go. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. This is ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com. This is Tony Visick. The, the, the show is called Living on a Thin Line. We come to you every day at 2 p.m. You're always first. Out of the three platforms we use, ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com, it's always first. You're the one who gets clicked on first. You get exclusive content. I'm going to tell you right now, go to my Facebook page, Tony Visick. That's where you're going to be able to get the best show of the year online or or live. It would be the best show either way. And it's Jonathan Gregory this Sunday night, 7 p.m. Go to ComedySchools.com for tickets. Get them now because they're going to sell out. So I'm giving you the information right now. Uh, Man, I wasn't smiling for the thumbnail, so now I just look like a creepy old dude with a baseball cap on on YouTube. But that's okay. All right. So there. So we're going to go there, and we're going to go live on YouTube. And that spins around. That takes forever. I don't know why, uh, but it does. And now I'm live on YouTube. Hello, my YouTube fans. You now get to watch me go live on Facebook as well. All right, and here we go. Away we go. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, moms and dads. Uh, Man, there's something weird with my screen today. Um, I cleaned it off, and I got kind of a hazy glow. So uh, I don't even know what to say about that. So uh, my my telephone screen. Uh, Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, moms and dads, children of all persuasions. My name is Tony Vizek. And you are watching Living on a Thin Line. This is your daily diversion from all the anxiety, hoopla, weirdness, and madness going on out in the planet, out on planet Earth right now. I'm tripping over my own words starting out. Probably not the best way to start a show. Uh, Dealing with a minor technical thing uh, with the um, camera itself. But you know what? That's okay. Hello, Lauren. Uh, Good afternoon to you. Uh, Got a great show lined up for you today. I guess what's going on right now is that um, I can't wipe it off right now because I'm, I've got the show on. Okay. Hold on. I'm going to try that now. You guys get to watch me do this. And it makes no... Uh, yeah, maybe it makes a difference. I don't know. I will see. Does that look better? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I guess what they're doing is uh, a lot of places are uh, opening up now. So uh, restaurants are having dine-in uh, having the dine-in experience now. You're able to dine-in. Um, how many of you are going to run out to a restaurant right now? Uh, you are in soft focus like Victoria Barkley in the Big Valley. <laughs> okay. Uh, that joke came to you from a guy in Canada. Um, yeah, uh, Scott Gleason said, yep, yeah. Yep, just ate at Burger King. Good for you, Scott. Good for you. All right, you ate at Burger King. I'm going to hold off. I'm going to hold off from going in and sitting down at a restaurant, and handling a menu. There's a lot of things I've risked my life for in my, in my life. There's been a lot of things I will risk my life for. But getting a well-done steak at Denny's, I don't think that that's worth it. I don't want to be sitting in some Burger King or some Denny's or some McDonald's and I'm enjoying my Big Mac or my Whopper or my Grand Slam breakfast and then some guy with my kids ain't busting on his shirt and no butt, no putt hat on, sitting there and goes, that's you, and then my whole life is ruined. I don't know. It's just not quite worth it yet. That's what I think. Uh, uh, Nancy D. Nicola says, where are you and what are you going to talk about? Uh... 
I am in my chair and I'm going to talk about whatever pops into my head. Um, so uh, anyway, yeah, I, you know, so good for you, Scott. You went to Burger King. Uh, there's certain risks I'll take. There's certain family members that I know that we've all appropriately social distanced for a long time now and that I will um, spend time with in person. Uh, for the love of my family, I will, um, I will take a risk. Okay. Um, I don't know if I want to risk my life for Burger King. That's all I'm saying. I'm not putting Burger King down. I haven't liked Burger King. As a matter of fact, we got, uh, we went through the drive-thru at Taco Bell yesterday. I'm not a fan of Taco Bell. I normally don't eat Taco Bell, but it's been so long since I'd eaten anything like Taco Bell. And my grandson was with us and he loved Taco Bell that we got Taco Bell. Nothing against them. We're going to fill out the survey, survey saying what a great job they did. Thank you. Uh, Jim Perry says you look gorgeous. I don't know what happened to my camera here, but I'm like in a, I'm like in soft focus. It's like all of a sudden music should be playing in the background going, la, na, 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 But I love you. But it's too soon, Pierre. La, na, 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 na. Eric Roy says, how about Red Lobster? Is seafood worth it? Seafood is worth it, Eric Roy. Red Lobster is not. Like I said, uh, I've hit now um, uh, there's family members that have all been practicing safe social distancing for quite some time and getting together with them uh, and still being, you know, as safe as possible. That to me is worth the risk right now. All right. If I had some sort of job where I had had I've had to do things, you know, we got to go to the store. Um, then uh, there's a couple of times we'd have to do banking stuff or legal stuff. And we had to. Um, we had to go, we had to venture out. I wear a face mask. I wear gloves. Uh, I'm not going to go through all this shit. I'm not going to go through, you know, basically being trapped in our house for 15, 20, 30, 60, 90 days and go, well, I ain't wearing no mask when I go out. <laughs> um, we've gone to Walmart a few times out here in Maricopa. And uh, if anybody needs to wear masks, it was a lot of the folks that we saw in Walmart. So um, if you're going to do it, more power to you. More power to you. Uh, I myself don't see it as where I want to place my risk right now. It's not where I want to put my money on the table. Uh, by the way, my heart goes out to every restaurant worker, every restaurant, every business impacted. We've certainly been impacted. It is tough. It is hard. You know, I know that. And I understand you want to open back up. I get it. Okay. Uh, I'm just not going there yet. Okay. I'm going to have to see some real ticks down before I go. All right. That's it. <laughs> Let's go to Wendy's and get ourselves a hot and juicy. So uh, I'm not risking my life for Look, you're risking your life when you eat fast food anyway. You know, it's, it's heart attack and a bun for the most part. So I'm not going to, I'm not doubling the risk. The casino down the street from uh, where uh, Shirley and I live is opening this Friday. So you'll be able to double your gamble. You'll be able to gamble your money and your life both at the same time on the green felt with a big plexiglass right next to you. And whatever uh, drunken uh, bum who's blowing off his social security uh, at a blackjack table uh, out in the desert, uh, you'll be safe from him. Uh, <laughs> Eric Rice says, see, now I want a hamburger. Well, you can have one, Eric. I think all the people who are opposed to masks, and I get it, and all the people that are opposed to gloves, and I get it, okay? and all the people who say it's a hoax, and I get it, and all the people that want to crowd into a McDonald's and have a McSlurry or McFlurry or whatever the hell it is, you go do it now. All of you, go. 
I'm encouraging it. Go. And then, you know, then uh, the field will be clear. Okay. A uh, 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 couple things to tell you about right now as we, uh, as we go on there. And you're, you're welcome to comment on anything I said right there. Uh, and like I said, I don't put you down or um, shame you or anything. If you uh, decided to go out to a restaurant today, I just ain't doing it. A um, couple things going on with the show to tell you about right now. This Sunday night, I've got the best uh, live comedy Zoom show in Arizona, in the Southwest, in the United States, in the world. I've got it this Sunday night for you. 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Uh, Jonathan Gregory, everybody in Arizona knows this breakout comic. He was listed on the thrill list as one of the 50, 50 unknown, best unknown comics in the United States. That was a year or two ago. Um, he has toured somewhat, but through the power of Zoom, we're going to be able to bring him to you nationally. So if you're looking for something fun to do Sunday night, and something that's relatively inexpensive. Tickets are only 10 bucks. Uh, go to comedyschools.com. That's comedyschools.com or comedyschoolsradionetwork.com and um, click the link and buy a ticket and see an incredible show. Uh, a lot of people have given some of us who do this grief and especially uh, older comics like guys my age who uh, basically a lot of them had been doing cruise ships for the past uh, 20, 25 years, which is cool. Very cool. Are doing uh, corporate shows for the last 20 or 25 years, uh, which is cool. But now they're putting down people who are doing Zoom presentations or social media presentations going, well, I ain't even real comedy. It's not in front of a live audience. A lot of things aren't in front of a live audience. Charlie Chaplin, there's no funny movie. Something about Mary wasn't filmed in front of a live audience. All right. Um, uh, no Charlie Chaplin movie was filmed in front of a live audience. Uh, a lot of stand-up is filmed in front of audiences that are far, far away, and there's a whole bunch of cameras in front of them. So um, we're not doing anything more than a, a, a wider version of pay-per-view. You want to see a great show? You want to have some fun? You want to see some new programming? You want to see a comic that's completely different? I guarantee it. I guarantee you won't forget this show. Tune in Sunday night, 7 p.m. Jonathan Gregory on Tony Vizic presents Sunday Night's Funnier. Get tickets by going to ComedySchools.com and clicking on the Get Tickets little icon all right there was a whole uh there was a I, you know there was a who was the lady who asked what i what i was uh, gonna talk about um uh, i don't know where she is so now you know what i'm talking about uh we do uh three things on this show uh normally every day um uh, one is we do uh, shameless plugs for um the stuff that we uh were involved with including my workshops new ones starting for you beginners may 28th 6 p.m once again all you have to do is go to comedyschools.com to register uh, do something creative, do something fun, do something different uh, with your time. Because even as we open up, we're not really open yet. Okay, we're kind of half open. And while we're half open, a lot of us are going to be at home. And there's still not going to be a lot to do that there used to be to do. Okay, and you're looking for something different because you're going, all right, I'm, I'm going nuts just doing the same stuff. Take a workshop, take a class, check mine out, go to comedyschools.com. Okay, the three things that we build this show around uh, is uh, David Van Winkle. We build it around David Van Winkle uh, and Mike Ramsey. Okay, without David Van, Van Winkle and Mike Ramsey uh, and uh, uh, Eric Roy all of a sudden starved for a hamburger, I don't know where we'd be right now. Um, three things that we do. Uh, I always show you some uh, little knickknack or paraphernalia I have here around the house, and if there's a story behind it, we talk about it. Uh, I also recommend uh, two pieces... Two uh, either uh, bands, uh, musicians, or uh, 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 albums 
based on my extensive vinyl collection. I got two kind of weird ones for you today. Okay, uh, it's based on my philosophy since the beginning of the quarantine. We have to make old things new again since there a lot of things that used to stimulate us and be around us uh, aren't. Sports are gone. A lot of forms of entertainment are gone. They'll all be back. They'll all be back. Not tomorrow, but they're all going to be back. Uh, we have to find new ways to uh, uh, stimulate ourselves. Uh, and, you know, and I'm not going to suggest 110 or 220 because that, that can leave a mark. Um, so what we've been doing is just kind of looking around at all the stuff we've had in our house. How much stuff do you have in your house or in your garage or in your basement or in your spare room that meant something to you at one time and has now just been shunted off to the side? And you don't even think about it anymore. So that's kind of what we're doing. So uh, and, uh, those are two things. And then the third thing is we are in the final phases. And thank you, Glenn, for saying that. He said it changes life forever for the better. And Glenn Roman, you were here. Uh, you watched when I had this house built. You helped me put up the, uh, the blinds in this house. Uh, you are a hell of a guy. I'm glad that you have found happiness and love and all the great things that you have found in your life, Glenn, up there in Colorado. <coughs> so um, uh, that was just a normal cough, ladies and gentlemen. Do not start weeping. Um, I'm glad for you, and I'm glad that you're watching right now. The other thing that we're doing is we're almost finished compiling our list of the 10 coolest people ever. Once it's compiled, we'll put it on social media. We'll say that these were our choices, the regular viewers and listeners of Living on a Thin Line. Um, let's see. Glenn Roman says, I didn't help. I put them up. See now, Shirley. <laughs> <laughs> I've always had a little Tom Sawyer in me. Um... Hold on. What are you showing me, Sullivan? My grandson's showing me something. It's a comic book you made? Hold on. I'm going to show you a comic book that my grandson has made. Go ahead and show it to us. All right. It's kind of hard for him to see unless you put it up close. There you go. That is a comic book by my grandson. That is something new. It's about toilet paper. It's about toilet paper. <laughs> it's a comic book about toilet paper. Tell us about the comic book. So these two guys. Those two guys. Shopping. Shopping. They just find one roll of toilet paper. But, but for zero, zero dollars. For zero dollars. Very good. That's a good comic book. So then they fight over it. Yeah. This, um, this guy right here. Yeah. Gets the toilet paper. Yay. He's the winner. All right. There you go. While you're sitting around going, I got nothing to do. My grandson is creating his own comic book. Uh, getting back to Glenn in the blinds in my house, which is totally thrown off the trajectory of the show. He goes, you held a screwdriver. Uh, yes, I did, but not one with vodka in it because I don't drink. Uh, hello, Lily. Uh, once again, congratulations to my uh, brother's uh, beautiful now fiance, Lily. Uh, I look forward to attending your wedding either on Zoom or uh, uh, in person. Jerry Visick says, surely is your Ed McMahon, only much better looking. Yeah, yeah, we're going to rewrite that joke, Jerry. Uh, <laughs> Lauren Molliver's is perfect writing, conflict, man against nature. Uh, so a friend of mine, Sullivan, likes your cartoon very much. Okay? He said it was, he said it was perfect writing. Okay? Uh, conflict, man against nature. Um, wow. You know what? We might even do that. We're having so much fun shooting a breeze with you guys. I got so many people on here that I uh, like and care about deeply. Uh, Lauren Molliver, a uh, former uh, student and now very good friend and uh, 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 and uh, legal, legal, legal. Uh, my brother Jerry and his fiance. 
uh, my old buddy, Glenn Vroman. Uh, all of you guys are here along with all the other great people. Um, let me get to the list, okay? Because we got to pick one more. We got to do it this week. Ten coolest people ever. Here's who's on the list in descending order. Number nine, Billie Holiday. Eight, Jack Nicholson. Seven, Humphrey Bogart. Six, Prince. Five, Steve McQueen. Four, Frank Sinatra. Three, James Dean. Two, Keith Richards. Number one, Miles Davis. No one else can go on the maybe list. We still have an extensive maybe list. And here's who they are. And probably by Thursday, I will pick the final one. And then we're going to put on social media, okay, um, and say that we worked together over weeks to compile this list and then let all the trolls and weirdos uh, put up uh, YouTube conspiracy videos about it. This shows that there was a conspiracy against Donald Trump because he wasn't put on the list of the 10 coolers people ever had my constitutional rights to cough right into your earlobe um dean martin sean connery yes and uh, dean has four votes and sean has three these are your maybe list <coughs> charles bronson billy holiday muhammad ali elvis Presley, my brother jerry and myself buddy rich <laughs> richard pryor okay john kennedy uh bruce bruce uh, Samuel motherfucking Jackson, Chuck, yeah. sorry about that, sorry about the language there, Sullivan, that's how Samuel Jackson talks, Chuck Norris, Jack Nicholson, Denzel Washington, Kurt Cobain, Tina Turner, Cindy Portier, Lauren Bacall, Little Richard, Catherine Hepburn, Bob Dylan, Lenny Bruce, and that is who on the, uh, that is who is on the, uh, list, Nancy Nicola, and I'm sorry if I mispronounce your name, says, you need a light from a lamp in front of you, not window light behind you. Realize you may not have a lighting tech available. That's true. As a comic, we want to see your face clearly. Your timing and facial expressions. Hold on, hold on. All I see is Seymour. I can't see more. Anyway, so, uh, you know what? You're right. You're right. You're right. And, uh, and you know what? And Nancy will uh, we'll work with it. Garvey Biggers, how are you? There you are. All right, so I gave you the maybe list. Uh, so far, no one's voted for anyone uh, today. By Thursday, I will choose. And like I said, Dean Martin has four votes. Sean Connery has three. Letty Bruce has one. Denzel Washington has three. Lauren Bacall has three. Jack Nicholson has two. Okay, so we're going to have to pick that in a little bit. Um, I'm going to um, skip the uh, memento part today, okay, because we're eating up a lot of time here, and they're cool little mementos. But I'm going to skip them for today and get right to the music that I'm going to recommend for you today. So I have been recommending, uh, with my extensive vinyl album collection, either two artists or bands or particular songs ever since this started. So that maybe, maybe uh, it might be someone who you used to like and love and you've forgotten about and you will reacquaint yourself with them. Or if you never heard of them, you'll check it out. So here we go. Here's the two recommendations today. Glenn Roman says... You're just blurry. You look better that way. Don't I, though? All right. So the first one is from the 70s, but a lot of people really got to know this band in the 90s. And here it is. There's the album cover. There we go. Uh -huh. uh, Nancy DeColo says, East or West Coast? That's safe enough. You don't want any uh, nuts to strike you down. We're West Coast, Nancy. West Coast. All right. There we go. And Nancy, um, we don't want any nuts tracking us down, but Nancy, we are the nuts. Uh, this album is by a band called Steeler's Wheel. 
Steelers wheel had one hit, but it was a monster. And it was in, uh, uh, it was in the uh, beginning of 1973. Steelers wheel uh, consisted of Joe Egan, Jerry Rafferty, Paul Pilnick, Tony Williams, Rod Coombs. It was a Lieber Stoller production. So I guess uh, what they're saying is that uh, 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 the guys who wrote all the Elvis hits produced this. Uh, okay. So um, side one, late again. I'm going to skip the second song and I'll tell you what that is last. Then another meaning, I get by, outside looking in. You put something better inside me. Get so lonely. Jose, next to me, Johnny song. You've never heard of those songs. No one will ever listen to those songs unless they just go, I'm going to sit down and listen to this entire album. But here's the song that was the monster off of that. It was, I don't know why I came here tonight. I got a feeling that something ain't right. That's right. Stuck in the middle with you. Stuck in the middle with you. Stunningly big song. This was a big song where Kelly Wilson just joined us. Me, my buddy Kelly Wilson, Craig Pemberton, when we were all hanging out together in high school, this was a song that we all loved, we all listened to, okay? And it had the line that we all, whoever was sitting in the middle, uh, would always say this, clowns that left me, jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Monster hit, okay? Feel good, fun song. Later on, it gained new fame and new notoriety and new popularity in the movie Reservoir Dogs. Because in the movie Reservoir Dogs, when uh, the one guy cuts off the cop's ear, he's doing that's the song he's doing the little dance to. Okay, so Quentin Tarantino making an incredible good use of uh, music to uh, uh, create a scene. Stuck in the middle with you. By the way, the guy Jerry Rafferty, who was in Steeler's Wheel, later on, uh, just a few years later, about three years later, had a huge monster hit on his own as a solo artist called Bleecker Street. Riding your way down. Ble anyway, I can't even sing that. But uh, with that incredible saxophone solo. So Jerry Rafferty was involved with two of the biggest songs of the 70s. And then quietly disappeared. and was never heard from again. I hope that he made money off of those songs and was able to go fishing and hanging out in a pub and eat fish and chips and go to soccer for the rest of his life off the money he made off of those. It always gets me when someone goes, somebody was a one-hit wonder. And they go, hey, just a one-hit wonder. Yeah, but they had one. They had one. Okay, so they were an important part of the 70s and the 90s, Steeler Wheel. This band was an important part of the 80s. Now, not really my era, really not my generation, kind of, but they were kind of important for a couple of particular reasons, and there it is. You can see it. It says Men at Work. Men at Work, an Australian band. The songs on this album were, uh, who can it be now? Who can it be now? Uh, I can see in your eyes, down under. Do you come from a land down under? Underground, helpless automation. People just love to play with words. Be good, Johnny. Johnny, be good. Uh, touching the Untouchables, Catch a Star Down by the Sea. Three big hits off of this album by Men at Work. An, an 80s band coming out of Australia. Who could it be now? And down under, monster hits. But more importantly, if these types of things are important, they were one of the first MTV bands. One of the first MTV bands. So when music television came along, by the way, the uh, very first song played on MTV was by the Buggies called, uh, or was it Buggles? Buggles or Buggies? Called Video Killed the Radio Star. Video Killed the Radio Star. MTV then kind of took over the entire world. 
uh, took over the entire world of music. All right. Instead of FM music being able to make stars, radio stations making stars, MTV made stars. When they first started out, there wasn't a lot of programming and they were going to take anything anybody sent. And bands like Greg Kinn uh, sent in video. Greg Kinn band sent in videos. Men at Work sent in videos. The Pretenders sent in videos. Uh, and Duran Duran sent in videos. So, uh, but Men at Work were in heavy rotation on MTV, which fascinated all of us when it came out because it was an idea a lot of stoner kids had in their head at one time. You know, it'd be cool if like, they made like little movies to the music. They'd be like, cool. And there had been that sort of thing done before. But now there you had 24 hours a day, seven days a week, constant music being played to videos that the bands made. The first one's so very simple and so very uh, uh, primitive that almost to look at it now is amazing that you watched it because at one point a video on MTV sometimes cost a million to three million dollars to produce. Uh, right now MTV, I guess they're back to playing some videos. Uh, the only time I watch it now is to watch Ridiculousness over and over and over again because I just love that silly ass show. It is my guilty ple pleasure. Men at Work, huge 80s band. Check them out. Uh, YouTube, uh, who could it be now? Down Under and uh, Be Good Johnny. Those, you know, YouTube, all of them, but those were the big hits. Uh, they were fun to listen to. Um, do you like a Vegemite sandwich? Do you like a man down under? Anyway, silly shit. Um, my uh, six degrees of separation from MTV are this. Uh, in the 70s, I was in an acting class in Hollywood at the Lee Strasberg Theater Institute. I was in an advanced acting class. Uh, and in the advanced acting class, you were assigned one scene partner, and you worked on one scene for, I think, three months. And the scene I was assigned to was uh, The Glass Menagerie by Tennessee Williams. It was a scene where the brother brings over a friend of his to be like a date for his sister who uh, has a um, what is then called a club foot and is painfully shy. And he's known as the gentleman caller. And I did work on that scene for three months with a young lady named. Uh, um, wow. Why is my, there so much activity in a room right now that I. Uh, what was her name? Uh, uh, how can I be blanking? On this good a friend of mine's name. That's 64 for you. That's 64. Uh, no, not Amy Madigan. Not Amy. It was... Uh, um, uh, anyway, so I knew one of the... <laughs> Nina Blackwood. Nina Blackwood. Nina Blackwood. They say the... Um, whatchamacallit is the first to go. Nina Blackwood was my scene partner. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you very much. My brother Jerry helped me. I go, Nina, Nina. Yeah. Um... It's one of those things that when you're trying to remember something it becomes harder. So I had to just kind of stop for a second. Um, Nina Blackwood, uh, she was my scene partner. And then, um, then she kind of disappeared. She goes, oh, I'm going to New York, do some audition. And then a few months later, uh, late at night, I'm hanging out at this uh, apartment over on 3rd Avenue in Los Angeles where a bunch of little British guys lived, a bunch of guys and girls lived. It's kind of a party house. And I came in, I go, what are you guys doing? He go, oh, we're watching this thing, um, Music Town, where they play little movies to the Music Town. It's really good. And they got DJs, like they got this one hot girl right here. So, uh, <laughs> Clint says, I think everyone was yelling at the screen. <laughs> it's like, it was, Nina, Nina, Nina. And I go, Rodent? Um, if you know that commercial. Anyway, 
I turn on there's Nina, and she is one of the original VJs on music television. Also, uh, I became good friends with, decades later, the ba bass player from Duran Duran, John Taylor. So those are kind of like my six degrees of separation from MTV. And now you've got, now you're closer to the original history of MTV because you know me, okay? All right, I think that's it. We're going to wrap up for the day. I hope you had a good time. I had a good time talking with you guys, commiserating. Uh, hold on, we got something going here from the grandson. He wants to show me something. Uh, what do you got there, buddy? Uh, you can't really see it. I can't really see it. It's a human. His name is Finn. He's on Adventure Time. It's a human. His name is Finn. He's on Adventure Time. Thank you, pal. Okay, hold on. No one can see on, on the face. Come over here for a second. Come over here. They can see you on YouTube, but they can't see you on Facebook. Stick your face in right here and say hi. All right. Okay, we're going to wrap it up. Hey, a couple things for you guys to remember. Okay, this Sunday night, 7 p.m., Jonathan Gregory. Okay, for in your living room through the magic of Zoom, Tony Vizic presents one of the funniest people in America. Tickets are only 10 bucks. Get the tickets by going to comedyschools.com or comedyschoolsradionetwork.com. If you ever thought about doing a stand-up comedy workshop and why not do something different? Hell, I cleaned up my whole backyard. That's about as different as I get. Uh, check out comedyschools.com. Register for our new beginning classes starting May 28th. I guarantee I'll make it worth your while. For my wife, who just happens to be the producer to show Shirley Lovisic, for my assistant today, the grandson, Sullivan Ramirez, I want to thank you for watching. We had fun today. Men at work, Steelers wheel. We need one more person on the top 10 of the coolest people ever list, and then we'll move on to another list. My name's Tony Visick. I'll be talking to you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs>